Going to school. Yeah, so back to Le- that. Leaning towards psychology, right? Weird. No, not at all. I hate psychology, actually. Okay. I really. Actually, I say that. No, I love it. I got Because I read a lot of the mental health, like, you know what I mean? The inner game of tennis, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Jimmy Evans, 21 Days Total Freedom. Like, right. that one's helped me a lot. Like, Because um, I'm the happiest guy in the world, right? Like, I'm happy all the time. Seem like it. I mean, yeah. I feel like I am. I mean, I'm, and I'm genuinely happy. Like, I'm a genuinely happy You stay person, pretty, fairly pretty happy all the time. Uh, and I didn't realize how much, you know, that probably leaks out that I'm not. You know what I mean? Like at times, like, oh, wow. Yeah. Kind of angry individual at times. Anyways, no, uh, well, I was at the finals this year, and I had a guy walk up, and he had that little Northwestern Oklahoma State insignia on there, which is where I went to college, where Kevin went to college out there, where Stockton Graves coaches. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, you know, we were really proud of you. We're proud of all our alumnus, and we'd love to have you back sometime as a commencement speaker. And it was I was doing the pregame show, and so there was like a crowd, and he kind of pushed through there and was saying hi, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I said, well, matter of fact, uh, I wasn't really, I'm not really an alumnus. I was an attendant, you know what I mean? Because when I left, I had 21 hours to have my ag business degree. Yeah. And then that was always been a regret. Like, it really has. Okay. Like, Jake Long's made the NFR healing. I haven't, right? Like, that wouldn't even care. But Jake Long has his bachelor's, and, like, that's that's the one thing that I wish I had. You know what I mean? Like, because Jake and I have been competitive all of our lives. Right? Yeah. So it's like. That's the one thing I'm like, man. He's got a piece of paper that good said, "Good job, Marv." You he, know what I mean, because he stayed hooked and he got it. And that's just a lot to be said for that. Yeah, uh, I kind of had some reasons why I didn't stay out there, but then so I've always looked at finishing, but you have to like I took too many online classes while I was out there, and so I'd have to be on campus to finish. So I thought, oh crap! So I say that to that guy, and he's like, "Wow!" He goes, "Hey, here's my card. Hands me a business card. His name is Dr. Pakey. He's like, "Call me. We'd love to look at what it takes to get your degree." Like, great, cool. You know, so that night I tell Steph, I'm like, hey, by the way, you found this guy, you know. And uh, Sue, her mom's like, you know what that means is, and he was, he's the, he's something. Like, he's not the dean, but he's like right anything. She said, that means you send them a check and they're going to send you a degree. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. Like, that's, that's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. So I see him the next night. He's like, hey, I talked to the dean. He said, we would love to help you do whatever it takes to get it done. And I'm like, perfect. I write the check. They send the degree. Bullshit. Yeah. So they're like, well, we can get you it. So the, my degree has changed the criteria since 08 curriculum. So I'm, I am a general studies bachelor candidate is what I'm trying for. Okay. So I'm 30 hours from that. So they're like, how many hours do you want to take this semester? And I'm like, give me, like, if I can take them online, you know, like, I want to get this done. So so I'm 12 hours. I'm a full-time student. I'm not even taking, like, just one or two. I'm talking all of it. How old are you, Colin? 37 this year. That's pretty cool. That's pretty old is what that is. Well, you think college is hard at 21. <laughs> college is hard at 37. That's what I, I tell people. I'm like, wow. College kid, you think, man, college is so hard. It is not. It is not hard. That is the only time in your life. That's all you got to worry about. Like, do it. Do it. I mean, maybe, you know, kids work jobs and do all that. Well, like, get 37, have two kids, have a rodeo career, have a ranch, have all that going on, and then try to tackle it. That, that's hard. Yeah, college might be hard if all you know is high school. Right. Right. Yeah. If yeah. you're if you're you're 19 or 20 years old and your experience is going to high school and That's high school hard. rodeo right. and amateur oh. rodeo, maybe a few pro rodeos, then it might be hard. But I think it too. You know, uh, people say, "Why are you wanting your degree?" <laughs> because I didn't get it. Like I want it. Like it's yeah. one thing in my heart. Like it's going to cost me around ten thousand dollars because Northwestern is one of the cheapest places you can go. It's amazing. Uh, great bang for your buck. But like it's something I I want. So yeah. maybe when I'm 50, I might decide to go to law school. You got to have a bachelor's to do it, right? Right. So that is one thing I've been looking at. Is just 
I want it. Like I, I want my bachelor's. I want to be able to check that off the list. It's just a bucket list thing. That's it. And, and then, then, you know, of course it's like, well, then I'll just, I'll pay somebody to do these classes and get it done. And like, no, like I'm paying for it. Like I want to experience it. I want to know that truly that I can do it, that I'm smart enough to handle it, that I can do it. You know what I mean? You're, testing, you're kind of testing yourself too. Cause exactly. you, it's a lot of, limit, you know it's I mean? a lot of discipline. Because like yesterday morning I got up at two 30 in the morning. Uh, Kevin, I got up at two, took a shower. Kevin and I loaded horses. We were on the road at 3 a.m. I pulled into Waxahachie, Texas. I did private lessons all day with five indi- or four individuals all day. Right. Got done. Of course, then, you know, they're like, Kevin's like, you got to feed me. I don't eat a whole lot, like, in the evening. Like, well, I ate last night, so I didn't eat breakfast. Like, I haven't ate today yet. Right. So I, I try to, like, I'm fasting, maintain. One, one meal a day. Well, no, I do two. Like, but I only try to eat within, like, an eight-hour window. So anyways, like, well, then, like, last night, Shane's wanting to take us to dinner. So we got to go to dinner. You know what I mean? We go to dinner, have a nice dinner, and we get done. And I took a two-hour nap on the way down. I get done. I have discussion boards that are due at 11.59, right? So when I get back in the toter at 10 o'clock, fresh off Mexican food, I want to go to bed. Earphones in, listening to discussions, typing my discussion, boom, get it done. Knocked all of them out that I had to do this week because I still got to do my government class plus write this analysis paper by Sunday. And I've got, you know, now we've got the big roping this weekend. I'm doing this today. I'm roping my partner tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like just... Yeah. Find the time to put it in, and all of a sudden I look up, it's 1.30 in the morning, and I'm like, man, I've almost had a 24-hour day. Yeah. So That's impressive, man. It's Congratulations. Been it's been fun. It's... Like, I had a professor in college uh, at NEO back in the day uh, when I was a fifth-year student getting my associate degree. Mm-hmm. That is a true story, and I was actually leaving there because I had to go. I worked for a guy. He repoed vehicles in North Tulsa, and I had to leave there and get to work. Right, and it's the most embarrassing class ever because here I've been. Now my, in my mind, I was a legend. Yeah. In the college rodeo scene, right? I went three years. Healing. I'm back then. I'm healing, right? Mm Full-time healer. I won the region every year I healed. The only year I didn't win the region or even make the college finals was the year I tried to head for Jake Long. (laughs) And then the next year we entered Denver and we took off. My dad's like, son, you guys didn't learn a damn thing in college, did you? Right? Like that's, that was my dad. And he tells me, I'll never forget I load preacher, you know, and he cost a lot of money more than, I mean, I've got a camper. A, a hay rack that I welded myself and put on my trailer that I owned. A brand new generator is the only thing nice that we had. And we love those horses. Went to Denver. My dad looks at me and says, son, you don't win nothing these first uh, five or six. You need to go back to healing. I'll never forget that. And I've just spent almost 60000 I didn't have for the horses. And you know what I mean? The yeah. whole deal. Like, I'm all in. And uh, But I will give it to him. Chief gave me that advice. And in the first 10 rodeos, I had 20000 And it took us another 60 rodeos to win the other 20000 and miss the finals. But... It was good motivation right off the bat. See, that's what happens with me. If you don't corral me, I'll start. Well, I'll start taking off on no, these this tangents. Is, this is great because uh, you and Jake grew so, up really close together, right? Let's right. let's. You guys have you guys have got a, a good story, you know, right? You that that really was close. what was embarrassing about this story of my history class. That's where I was going with this. So I walk in, pretty cute little blonde girl sitting there. In the, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, the only seat was right kind of in front of her, and I walked in. Well, it was kind of cold, and I had my George straight coat on one day. Yeah. Know? And I've already been in this class three or four times. And mind you, like, I know, like, a couple of the kids because I'd come back and help their help them all with their team roping. You know right. what I mean? So, like, I'm only back because I got this one college class. And if I get it, then I can get my associate degree. Am I ever going to use it? No. But I want this other one one day I know. Right? Yep. She asked me. She said, so are you on the rodeo team? And I'm like, no, ma'am. And I just leaving at that. Like, I'm looking forward again. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, you know, you don't have to have a scholarship or anything. Like, you can just join. Like, anybody can come out. And I'm like, oh, my. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm, I'm at it. 
I'm out of eligibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, what happened, man? It wasn't a year ago. I'm a legend in these parts, and then you move on. But that's rodeo. You know, that's that's rodeo in a nutshell. Yeah. One, but yeah, one, Jake, one year you're healing, making the college finals. This, next year you're I mean, heading. What and... What's next? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's next? So you guys won the George Strait, right? That mm-hmm. that we were kind of talking about that earlier on the rundown. Um, before you won it, didn't you have a chance? Before that too, or is that kind of was that kind of the first big roping no, that you got? Uh, you know, not really. Like we started oh seven, we took off rodeoing, and we won good at San Antonio, won good at the Buildings. Uh, heck, we were second in the world. Like it seemed like going through the spring, and I had to go back college rodeoing, so we didn't go to California and the other ones, and and we didn't know anything we were doing. Honestly, Nikki Simmons was our buddy team, and we went to some of the weirdest places. Like we entered Windward Rock, Arizona, one time, not able to run our second one just going to run the first one or something i mean like we just we had no idea what we were doing right you know? we just get thrown out there it's a big it's a pure big fish in a small pond and then all of a sudden you're thrown in the ocean it's like man it's we a sharp learning curve um and so that was kind of where we were I, and then in 08 i had the chance to rope rich skelton did that uh we got back together into that season 09 and then jake was wanting to seem like jake was wanting to head yeah, he started heading towards the like he's wanting to head towards the end of 09 or something. And I roped with Caleb Twistleman. And then Jake and I were gonna like I was just going to the Northwest, rope with Twistleman, and then Twistleman and I roped in 2010. So mind you, this is about the time like my wife and I start dating. You know, I'm kind of getting over the rodeo deal because it's easy to do. Like you yeah. can be out there. I mean, you spend seventy thousand a year that you don't have. And I look back now and think, how in the world did I do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I didn't have it. Like uh, and you work whatever jobs you just got to do, and it just kind of takes a toll on you, you know. So I was kind of over it in 2010, and 2010 we decided we we're gonna start building a place. So everything I was winning, like I would try to build the place. Well, I'm already qualified to go to the winter rodeos, and I took off, did pretty good. Like Twistman and I roped just the beginning of that, you know, that little stretch in the winter, and we did pretty good everywhere we went, and not had a bunch one, but a little bit, you know, and go to the straight roping. And actually, I, I mean, I forget, like, what we were, I forget what the situation was. But it seems like we weren't even going to, like, maybe Jake wasn't going to because the way he was up at Houston, or I forget what the heck the deal was. But it's kind of our last-ditch effort. We go there. We, uh, Jake was fixing to start doing Brady Trine, actually. That's when it happened, right off the straight. So I'm, I never forget, I'm riding Preacher, and he ducks out of the arena on the first one for Jake. And they ran it in rotations back then. So I hollered at Jake, and I'm like, hey, I, I'm headed off the trailers, and you get to ride right back around and do it again. And he's like, where are you going? And I'm like, going to get a bridle. Yeah. And then I come back on my little roan horse, and he's like, what That what happened? Yeah, yeah. I remember anyway, a little roan. Yeah, I remember so that's little old booger. And yeah. you know what? I told my wife that day with the straight. I said, man, I'd let, if we win second or third, it'd be perfect, and that'll be enough for us to build a barn and be perfect, you know? Yeah. And I had a chance. I'll never forget that. Second I called back, and, and they had us the same kind of like we talked about earlier, like this. Too much. They had too much on us. And that's when Speed gave me some great advice. Speed's always been in my corner. Right. percent You know, he's always been a guy that's well, and motivated, helped me, and frustrated me all in the same three minutes. But I think that's what makes him speak. That's what I love about him. And two, I mean, this is just me. I'm pretty sure I made a mental note of this, and I don't know how I remember it. But I think he won the George Strait with not one Slickhorn head catch in the, on the last three. No, I, I definitely think. used all five. Like I, I did slick horn the last one, but I used all five legal okay. catches. So I remember there was like a a half head. Of course, a half head. Yeah. Come on, now we're talking to me. You're gonna have a half head if you got an Eastern Oki in any kind of competition. It yeah, seems like. yeah. So we got that every time. Got got that. There was a neck, and did you offside one? No, no. Just it was it was um, a neck, 
I but wish I, remember, I was talented. I, rem- I remember it was like I was like, this this guy's wild, and because I, I I'm just yeah, a was. kid watching, and I was like, this guy's this is I was it, wild. It was aggressive. And, I was wild, and I and I you know that's that's something like I think when we look at our roping. And how how you learn how to win, mm-hmm. and there's there's certain ways you can do it. Like if you're gonna be fast, you got to be okay with missing a lot of steers and and taking shots and it just being wild. You know, Speedy always said like, "Live by the sword, die by the sword," and that's I mean that's very correct to a point. Like if you're taking chances, you're gonna don't praise me on the ones that it works and curse me on the ones that doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I think as long as Aggressive people, as long as they're making reads on steers and throwing their rope when they think they can hit them, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes we get caught up thinking you got to, you know, well, that's a dumb time to take that shot. Or, But I know all the times that I've been in the zone, I'm not even paying attention to what I'm supposed to, you know what I mean, right. do it. You, you know the feel, you know your shot, and you trust it. Right. Well, I just know I can hit him from here, so I take it. Yeah. Because honestly, 07 to 14, 07 to really about 2010, 2011, like I was probably better then with my rope than I am now. And I say that and people shake their head and they're like, you're dumb. But I swear, like I was, I had more native ability that, you know, and like I was sounder than too, like my shoulder didn't hurt. You know what I mean? Like I did, I know that sounds dumb, but. uh, Hand didn't get numb. You know, I was at the Capitalist this year. I was at the Capitalist this year. Literally sitting there thinking to myself, I've got uh, Logan Medlin, I got Jake Long, and my third partner, as a matter of fact, is Travis Graves, which I mean, I don't think it was in three, but just that was my partner list. I got a really nice horse I'm sitting on. I'm sitting there thinking, man, I used to, used to want better horses. I used to want, you know, different partner or whatever, your X, Y, or Z. And now I just want to get through this roping and it not hurt. <laughs> right. <laughs> like youth is 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 a beautiful thing. And and that's why I think I mean man, I was I was more talented when I was younger. Honestly, I truly believe that I was more talented. Oh seven. Now I wasn't mentally as sound as I am now. I had very big holes in my game, you know, all kinds, both in the personal life and and uh, and in my and in my you know in my my repertoire of mental game, you know. Well, and that's the one thing about rodeo. I think if if there's holes in your game and you're not to that top tier level. Mm-hmm. It's going to break you down. If you enter a lot and you keep going and you just stay with it, you're going to miss a steer for a lot of money that was easy if you like to throw fast and you reach. You know what? What's hard and, is is it's not the same. You can't rep, You can't repeat that. You can't recreate that feel. You know what I mean? You miss one for a lot of money and be two time zones away from home. That's hard. Yeah. Right? You don't have the money to keep going, but there's no way to get home without it. Right? So those are the times that it's tough. Like those are the times that test a guy. And then those are the times that like, that's what I was up against in 2010 ish. And that's why I was like, man, heck, I don't going home. Like I know I can make a living doing something. I can go home and heal at the amateur radios and make better money than I'm doing right now. Trying to head. Right. You know, you're kind of chasing a, it feels like you're chasing a pipe dream and uh, it's it's not, it's not worth it at some point, like the price you got to pay. Right. Yeah. yeah, And I think that's, you know, Jake and I talked about this a lot before we made it, you know, of course he made it way before I did, you know, just, you got to draw your line in the sand. Like, at what point do you say, I'm going to keep doing this? You know, in 2010, happened to be that momentum year that, you know, for him, it got him to the finals. And then for me, you know, it was funny because it seemed like every time I went, I won. Like, I was at home, amateur rodeoing over the 4th of July when everybody else was rodeoing. Like, I won that summer, I roped with Twistleman. And I won. I told him, he asked me about it. And I said, man, I went to Reno and I headed for Steve Northcott. 
And uh, and it was funny. Steve was like, man, I've won this rodeo a few times. Like, I'm a good partner at Reno. And dang sure, the very first one I stuck, he's hitting fast, and he just drills him. Bam, yeah. replacing the day money. He's like, I told you, I'm good at Reno. Then yeah. I missed the second one. But, uh, you know, I wanted to go to Reno. I wanted to go to Salinas and Cheyenne. Those were my two favorite rodeos over the summer. And I was like, I just want to go to Salinas and Cheyenne. And because my wife, I was going to take her out there to Salinas. You know, I was going to so do the whole, like, we're not entering anywhere else. We're just yeah. here. We're going to play golf. And I did. I mean, I went out. You know I mean? I went all out. I went ahead and. I booked us a room like on the beach, you know, like, and it has the terrace where you walk out, you know, the whole deal. Like yeah. I was doing it up. Yeah. Right. And I will never forget the first morning, man, I had made the coffee and I got up and I kick open the doors and there's that Marine layer of fog. It's cold as all get out. I'm like, this is BS. Like, yeah. This wasn't advertised on Priceline. Like, where is the sunset view? You know, I didn't realize that Monterey, it's foggy every morning, but anyways, you know, and it was funny because Twistleman, he talks to me and he's like, hey, well, while we're there, like, since you're coming out for Cheyenne anyways, we might as well go to Cody, or not Cody, uh, uh, what happened? Sheridan. Like, Casper has a short round that's during Salinas. And I said, I'm not. He goes, I told him, I said, I'm not going. Like, when I get to Salinas, I'm there to vacation with my wife. Like, I'm not yeah. going back to it. And he's like, okay, we'll just treat it like a one-header. Well, we win the first round, we're high call. Turn him out because I'm not getting on the charter. Because you had the charter plane. I'm like, no, I'm staying here with my wife. We're hanging out. We're playing golf. We win second at Salinas. Like the first week, we went like 10,000. I'm like, man, that rodeo deal is pretty simple, really. Why was it so hard before? You know, it was yeah. like every time I went. And then we just roped a couple weeks. We won, you know, placed good at Cheyenne. And then it was like I had a chance. So I was like, well, might as well enter the last few weeks, see if a miracle happens and we make it. And didn't. But, you know, that was the close I did. And then it was kind of gave me the bug again. You know, I, I was at that point, I was almost quitting it, like almost done with it. And then it kind of gave me the bug, like, man, maybe I should, you know? And then take off, 11, same thing, don't make it. Had a great winter, a lot of momentum, had a lot of fun. Rodeo has taught me a lot about myself, about how to pursue stuff, dreams, goals. You know, because I'm just a small-town kid from Miami, Oklahoma, that roped his dummy in his yard every day. Right? When I got Booger, he was three years old. I rode him in the bar ditch of Highway 69 to a convenience store to eat a cheeseburger every day. Right? Like, that's what I did, and that's probably why I was – chunky and that's well am chunky and you know what i mean like that's that's just, why i healed because you got to be heavy to heal as clay yeah. john would say that's rodeo gotta and, be gotta be heavy to heal so that's i mean that's and if i can go to the nfr six times anybody can right like that can happen you got to put your mind to it and you got to not quit on it okay so there's a thousand percent i got i gotta jump in there's a couple of things right there right you talk about making the um I love this i love that we have like you know you've got your liaisons and you're just like hey yeah. a bottle of water yeah hey we got to get a bottle water. of water around this joint. Hello. Thank you, Dasani. Yeah. You're going to check out water. Check out Dasani. Yeah, which I'm not a, I'm no. not as big on nah. the Dasani. I mean, we we bring I was out, trying to we, open up a spot right there on the X Factor Extra for Dasani sponsorship, and you shot that right no, down the old toilet. We're strictly the the water company in, mm. in Stephenville. They they get the, the two-and-a-half-gallon jugs. We just we get, The Primo. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. we're, we're all about saving the economy and, t and drinking delicious water. You bet. You said you learned a lot about life, Rodion, right? Yeah. And a lot about yourself. Mm -hmm. So what's the biggest thing you, t you take away from yourself? Because like, I think there's points where you got to right. reflect, right. you know, and you've got to self-evaluate a lot. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you start doing that, what's something you learn? And then, and then the kind of the second part to that, you've rodeoed a lot. You've been successful. You've been close. You've, you've probably hated it and loved it in the same year, in the same week, same days, maybe. I was just say same hour. Yeah. yeah same, same minute. <laughs> um, but when you do that, is there something that changes that 
you get over that hump and start making the finals and start? Yeah, you know, that uh, great question. It gets more stressful. Just when you think, like, man, if I can make the finals one time, shoot, life's on easy street. It's not. Making the finals is almost more stressful than missing it. And that sounds very backwards and very crazy. And Jake and I were actually having this discussion the other day. It's funny. I, I catch myself all the time saying, you know, Jake and I were talking about this the other day. Because literally, these are the conversations we have. Like, this is the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I said, you know, it's not. Missing the finals at the end of the world. It really isn't. I mean, I missed it, what, three out of two out of three years there? Yeah. And Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, and then it was on the bubble last year. You know, really, should, you got lucky to make it. Shouldn't have made it last year. Didn't rope good enough to make it. Got lucky. Did. Um, missing the finals isn't isn't the end of the world, right? Going out there and having a bad finals, that feels like the end of the world. The first year they made a big pay increase, Billy Jack and I are headed out there. Right? And yeah. like, we're 15th. I got Booger. He's on Kevin. Like, we go fast pretty good together. Like, you know what I mean? It's, and I'm telling Gary because I'm wanting to build my arena. You know, by this point, I've, um, I've taken down all the hot wire I talked about earlier, and I've actually got fence up, but now it's time to build the arena. You're, sp- you're, you're spending money before it's showing up. Yeah, well, you're because, prior, yeah. And I tell you what, I learned this about me, and, this, and Rodeo taught me this. Like, I have to see it. I got to vision it, right? The mm-hmm. year I won the American, like, I was roping the dummy in the alleyway thinking about how I was going to spend the money, right? Yeah. In January. And at that point, wasn't even making plans to enter any of the qualifiers because it was a fouling up with Houston. But that's the kind of guy I am. I got to see it. Like, how? And then I'll devise the plan on how we're going to get it to it. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. So I'm out there and I'm telling Gary, he's like, man, we're going to build this arena. I'm going to go right here. I'm going to go there. I'm saying, you know what I'm thinking? I like the way Travis Gray has his place set up. So what I'm thinking, Gary, is we'll just build some runs off that lean, too. I kind of like the way he laid it out. We'll have to build one, two, three, four, four sheds there, two sheds there. Yeah. You know, of course, this is this is before. Uh, 40-year high of inflation, so you could afford pipe. So I'm thinking, man, this is perfect. We're going to have good finals. We're going to build all this when I get back. We'll have our winter project. Man, it's fun because Gary and I, we always build fence. Like, we just always had time together, and it was fun. Go out to the finals, we win $20,000. Come back, and Gary and I, like, right, like before, I was going to have my buddy Scott McGill at M4 Construction. We don't sacrifice quality for anybody. I was going to have him build the sheds. Yeah. Now Gary and I got – we're not – I'm not very artistic and I'm not, I, I got to have a set of drawings. If you show me what you want and like what I got to do, I can build it, right? So when I built my gates, we had to sweep the alleyway of the barn and we took, we took a, a chalk line and drew out like what they look. We made the etch on the concrete and that's what they, and that's why my gates are no taller than they are because that's how wide my valley, my alleyway to my barn was, right? So <laughs> Gary, I get home I'm like, well, we're going to build this first shed because Steph wants a shed right here. So we got to build it. So we started, I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know, just kind of drew it out on a piece of paper, and then we drew it on the floor, and then that's how we got our angles for the cut. It was so fun. It ended up being, like, one of the funnest memories I have was I was so broke from coming home from the finals that I could only afford to build one shed. Yeah. (laughs) Gary and I built it. We pushed it out the barn, and we put it over there and set it up. That was awesome. But that's rodeo. I mean, that's the next year when we go back, 2017, that is. Like, we were top five in the world going out there that year. I can't really remember what, maybe top, maybe fifth. I had a great year that I year. We remember. won a bunch of the champion challenges. You know, now we're rolling in with some momentum. Now it's like, oh, baby, they don't want no part of this now. And we're working at it every day. We have a better feel for what's fixing to happen. And by round seven, man, we've only won like 12000 bucks. Now we're decent in the average, but like we haven't won a whole lot. You know, maybe we're right back at that 20000 mark. And I remember waking up in my room, cold sweat, 3 a.m., sitting straight up out of bed, just, please, God. Do not let this be another one of those years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because not, I mean, financially, not that you couldn't take it, 
But emotionally, mentally, I couldn't take it. You know what I'm saying? Again, like, get out here. This is the best. And that's, honestly, this is a, what happened this year to go to the finals. You know, when I went in 19, I wanted to pin my ears back and try to go as fast as I can. Let's win a world title. You know, let's. I had a chance once with Jake Long coming into round eight. Like, we were kind of the dark horse. Right, you you could, could fairly say favorites, you know what I mean? And with the last year we were up, with the year that uh, Colin, the last year Colin won it. He won the healing and he won the head. Did he win the head? Yeah. We were good. To, anyways, we we're getting the average way of shaping up on paper, you know, and then the ninth round I run through the barrier, which would have done our chances in. Jake crossfired him, you know what I mean? So had a great finals. But I've only had a chance one time, and I remember that feeling. Like that's like a whole other level of general rush. You know what I'm saying? So when I went out there at 19, I'm like, man, we're going to show them what's up. And I remember I had my horse too tight. My preparation wasn't very good. I roped terrible, you know. And then going back this year, you miss it last year. Of course, it wasn't out there in Vegas. So you going back this year, and I, I bobbled my slack on the first one. Like, literally, all I've got to do is catch the steer. Like, now I've got Logan behind me. My horse is tuned. Like, I, I know my role in this team. You know what I mean? You've got enough experience and in chemistry. Yeah. Well, honestly, what makes, me, uh, what, what makes me very comfortable in front of Logan is our rhythm in the, in the run – in the arena like i know my role you know what i'm saying i don't have to be the uber aggressor i'm not or i'm not i'm not the guy that just goes and catches like i'm comfortable in my place in our team you know what i mean and it's given me a lot of confidence and heisman and i are really clicking and i feel good and i've got him prepared and the very first year i bobble my slack and rope him a front leg which you know front left leg not a big deal i can fish that i rope muleys all the time i do that all the time i fish every time in the practice pin i do like I, i mean no matter what right leg out leg in get it on something i think that's because i was a healer and like it's the most frustrating thing in the world to have a bad head catch over there and he doesn't turn him yeah you know what i'm saying like you i just want, want i just want a chance dude I just just oh you only got one horn go ahead and try him anyways you know what i mean like this <laughs> so i always try to turn this deer for my partner rip that buckle right? off and i, I mean care. honestly i started heading it, jake was the one healing he's gonna yell at me if i don't turn something you know what i'm saying so like if it if, if i think it'll stay on i turn him yeah well anyways I bobbled my slack round one. I mean, like, great start. Just went jackpotted, you know what I mean? And going to have a chance to win something deep in the first round. Not, and in my mind, not that I'm not trying to win each round, but just doing the run that we've been practicing. So it's like, hey, good news is we got out of here. Our run is perfect. So let's just do, all we got to do is do that run every night. I think that's the hard thing of team roping is you practice your run and you hope it's fast enough, right? And then as soon as you get confirmation that it is fast enough, boom, you have confidence. Right? So round one out there, I've shot our confidence right in the foot because it's like, man, all I had to do is catch a steer, fish the left one out, now the right one's in it. How do you fish a right leg out? I don't know, but I'm trying. You know what I mean? Get the whistle. So the first round, I like to say, NFR, hadn't been there in a couple of years. In the first round, I not only headed the steer, I healed him, and I made the whistle. So, I mean, who does that at the finals, baby? You know yeah. what I mean? That's something you hang on your hat. So, But I'll never forget that night's sleep. Hey, I don't get mad a lot, but I was mad. And then, honestly, I was scared round two. I remember being during the day, and I, I called Purina and made sure I could go sign autographs that day. Like, just get out of, that, get out of the room, go do something. You know what I mean? Like, I did my uh, the Purina show every day mm-hmm. on the steps, and Steph was kind of worried. Like, hey, is that going to really bother your mental game? Honestly, I was very relieved. I had something to do. I had something to get my mind off of it. You had, to, you had to throw your sucker in the dirt. You had to pick it back up and get going by 2 o'clock because you had to do this show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget that day, though, and, I, and the feeling I had is like, man, does now the, the Thomas and Mac, which has been a comfortable place for me, I've loved roping there, is now this huge dragon that's breathing over me. 
I've missed the last four steers in 2019 here. I've missed the first one now that I'm back. You know what I mean? And and maybe not the the like it. What about the finish this year? You know, because you get you get to the finals, right? But you said it yourself. You didn't really deserve or feel like you deserve to make it. Mm-hmm. So that if you kind of have that in your mind, like, yeah. hey, I I barely wrote good enough. Um, to make it well thank you pace that was very sweet of you uh well I, I'm, I'm trying i'm trying i'm no, trying to I see what you're saying i'm trying to go yeah. with that because no you scab in there like i did and then if you show up and you don't rub good like yeah i mean well, what was the point honestly it, it becomes what was the point yeah of this whole year you know what i'm saying like We're, what was the whole point of dragging this rig sixty thousand miles being away from my family for almost 300 days like what was the point and so, then if you make it and don't make money out there Right. Let's not forget that's what this world's about. Like we've got to make the dollars out there. A lot rides on that. A lot. Everyone you know, mm-hmm. watching, following. It's a big deal. And uh, but this finish, I how do you look at that finish? Because I think that's that's one of those things that there, you know, there's guys that could they could look at it like, hey, I, I barely made the finals and mm-hmm. or they could say, Hey, I got hot right there at the end and I and and I knew how to finish. Right. I didn't maybe have the year I wanted, so I wasn't in the situation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going in the top five like you you've have. Like we should. I mean that's Yeah, you, you like you want to be a top right. five team yeah. every year going into the finals. That's, well, that's honestly, I don't ideal. I don't get up every morning and and take the amount of advil or is required to be able to go outside and rope the dummy and rope the steers and load my stuff and go to the end, you know, yeah. good friend Griffin Passmore's indoor whenever it's wet or go pin the steers and rope at my house and run 40 a day. I don't do that to be on the bubble. Makes sense. Yep. Like that's not the goal we draw on the board, but I'll never forget round two. You know, honestly, I'm scared. Like if I'm being real and, 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 and I'm telling it how it is like, yeah, I'm scared because man, like my, my whole family's out here, you know what I mean? And then it's not the pressure of you want to do good or there's millions of people watching and all that, like not nothing there. It's just, I want to give my wife a reason and, and her mom, you know, her mom goes out there for two weeks and helps us out. I can watch as the kids and you know what I'm saying? I want to give those people, you're, you're, it was worth it. You know what I'm saying? I want to give them, them. That, that vindication. You know what I mean? Of like, man, you know, thank you, Sue, for coming out and helping us. It really helped out that we had a big week because of that, you know? Yeah. And, and everybody sacrifices their time to help you be successful. Everybody on this shirt right here, everybody that, you know, my good people at CEP getting my horses ready for the finals. Like, I want to do a great job representing them. And then now it just feels like there's a little mental bug where this big fire-breathing dragon that's a Thomas and Mac is just breathing on me, and it feels heavy. There's not as much air in there. And I'll never forget talking to Trey Johnson. And he reminded me that grace is not about looking back. It's about moving forward. He said, be 10% better than you were last night. Be 10% better today. That's how you do it. That's what you look at. I tell people all the time, don't look at the result. Get lost in the process. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, like dive your energy there. Because you're going to put energy somewhere. Put it in the process. The results will come. Man, I was a different person night two. You know what I'm saying? Like the way I was just comfortable. Bam. You face, can... face, I think, I don't remember what we won. Like, I, I don't even think I made it out of the alleyway before they moved us. You know what I mean? Like, we're winning the round. And I, and I get me a hand pump. And I'm going to tell you right now, when I got that hand pump, it was not about, I didn't care if we won seventh. It was more, whoo. Yeah. There's a lot more air in here than I remember. You know what I mean? Like, and then it's just sky's the limit. You know what I'm saying? Like we can, then you know you're good enough. Then And then it's like it's over. So that's why I think we make so many more problems for ourselves than the, what are really out there. Like those mountains are really molehills. You know what I'm saying? Get lost in the process. Well, One way to eat an elephant, one bite at a time. And if Get you focus there. on what went wrong and it keeps on why, like why it's not going the way you want it, I think it just increases that 
makes it more likely to happen, right? So if you're focusing on that that process of of how to and and then mm-hmm. you believe the in the process, I think that you just act like a winner. You you become a winner. You you feel like, hey, I I have the solution to this problem, and well, I'm I capable learn, of it. I had to learn early on. I think rodeo teaches you this. Winning doesn't make me happy. Now that's not to say that I don't love winning. I love winning because I love competing. Yeah, I love competing and I love being better. Like honestly, when my little girl tries to outrun me from the barn to the house, like I have to remind myself to let her win. You're right. Right. Like it's nothing for me to probably try to trip her. I, I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> sort of. But anyway, no, I mean like, no, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. a competitive person. People take me as I'm happy, go lucky, you know, this and that. But no, I want to win. Like you right. think I'm not here to win something. You're crazy. Right? You might, you might need to get all them wins in because at some point, you know, right? she might get you. And then when they she tell get me, you. my little girl tell me all the time, I'm so fast. I'm like, yeah, you're not bred to be. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, you're gonna be a really good reader. Yeah. Right. Your mom is very smart. You're gonna be a fast reader. You're gonna be able to talk to people. Yeah. Just like your daddy. And you're not gonna win a whole lot of foot races. But that's okay. There's a place for you too in the world, sweetie. I tell you this shit so funny. I'm so fast. I'm the fastest kid in the world. I'm like, you're <laughs> maybe, maybe. You maybe. know, like some of those, some of those nice little cutters weren't bred to be able to run a run a foot race, but baby, maybe you're the exception. You know what I mean? So we're not saying no yet. That's we're right. Not saying I that. never tell them no. They can do whatever they want as far as well, achieving I, their their dreams. I like that though. You know, um when you talk about when you learned that winning wasn't uh didn't provide you happiness. Was right. that after a big win or win? Yeah, win? you know what it was? George Strait roping. You want to know why? There was a $79,845 check that I had in my hand, and I f- drove off without it, honestly. I left it. Kelsey Munoz will laugh about that and tell you the story. Forgot I guess it's check. Kelsey Bramwell, actually, yeah. now. Kelsey Bramwell. Yep. Them. Sorry. But, uh, you know, it's funny because I did. I left the check because I'm in the truck. we got to go sign the paperwork for it. It's like, holy cow, so much is happening. We pulled out of there. Steph's like, what'd you do with your money? And I was like, oh, crap, we won money. Go back, you get that, and you're like, man. I want to go to the steakhouse tonight. You know what I mean? Like, because in your mind, you hold that check and you think, which I, I'm not saying a yellow yacht would look dumb on the lake. I just don't <laughs> think it would be the best color choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's in your mind when you've never had money. Like, it's easy to be broke. I survived broke. I know how to be broke. That's easy. Now I got this $80,000 check right here and I want to take my wife to dinner. I don't know which credit card I can put it on. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's when I realized, like, it was the greatest win of, of my time right then. And, uh, I remember we went and ate, we, I, I got, I figured it out, was able to take her to a nice little steakhouse. We picked up a couple of DVDs, Netflix style. That's how it used to be. If mm-hmm. You remember, right? And uh, we watched couples retreat in the, in the nose of the trailer. And I kept looking outside and looking at the truck. And then I realized that, I mean, the first time you go to the George Strait Open, you, you walk by the truck every time you run a steer, you know what I mean? And so you just, just want to get that you truck. envision it, you yeah. see it, you know what I mean? Oh, I've... And the next morning, the, the turbo went out on it. So you kind of realize right then in life, like, pow, like, here we go. You know, I can't even go. I'm headed to the free church rope that Corey Ross puts on to heal for Corey Kidd. That's how uncommitted to rodeo I was right then. I'm back to healing, baby. Yeah. So Booger wins the short straight day one. Then we're at the free jackpot the next day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's rodeoing. But, and my truck blew up. I had to get a buddy of mine to come get it. It was funny. It's hilarious. Uh, Talk about timing, though. Well, it just showed me, like, I mean, like winning. You know, I won the American. Like, that's the biggest win. Like, we had a great time that night. Like, you know what I mean? We got Panda Express when we left there because little Seth Best, that's what he wanted. So we stopped and we ate that and then went back to Moats' and we shot pool and we had fun. My little kid gets sick. We go back. I sleep on the floor of the trailer because her and, the, you know, Steph and the baby are sleeping on the couch. I didn't want to be in the nose with that. You know what I mean? Just as a, as a dad, like, you're protective. So you're, I slept on the floor. I woke up the next morning. We had to take her. Uh, Steph wanted to go get her checked out. So we're taking her to the, no, it's like urgent care or whatever. 
and uh, <laughs> truck wouldn't start because I'd parked it on a hill and all the fuel's gone the other way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. This is before I had the, the, the good old reliable toter that you see in the toter tails now. And uh, anyway, so I, had, I just stole Moats' truck, took my kid in there to the hospital. I remember like, I couldn't hardly get up. You know what I mean? Like my hips were asleep. Like, and I realized like, yeah, it was a great win yesterday, but tomorrow comes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, it's not sad when you think about it, it but it's encouraging when you realize that, man, losses are going to happen, but tomorrow comes. You know what I mean? Well, you don't invest in the the ups and downs as much. You invest in the the process, like you said earlier. Right. You know, and then if you can find that day in and day out, then you can like start seeing like the kind of the the beautiful moments in life, right? Like the fun yeah. stuff. You know, like Absolutely. being with that, being with everyone you love after you win something. That's probably pretty cool. Well, I, I tell you what's fun is seeing the gratification on their on their faces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When when we win a go around and my mother in law's got the limo on order. You know uh, what I mean? Oh, like yeah. that's when it's fun. Like yeah. that's what it's about. You know, and then being out there, you know, and Steph's niece, Chelsea, she was dancing. They had a big dance competition. I always said people that too. I'd be like, yeah, my niece is dancing out here in Vegas. You know, <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> like, no, not with the tassels. It's with the dress and it's a competition deal. You mm-hmm. know? But anyways, and, and to get to go watch her that night, you know, then we took her dance instructor and her partner and everybody on stage and we went around. Like, that's the fun moments. Yeah. That's the stuff you remember, right? Like I wear the ninth go round buckle because that's the first one I ever won that wasn't that wasn't a uh, that wasn't round five, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, which you know I've only won what three two rounds going into this year. Right. I won two rounds this year alone. So it was I don't know like the buckles fade. You know San Antonio that was my favorite rodeo ever. Always wanted that buckle ever since the because I think that's the first rodeo that we went to. Jake and I did. You know, we're pups, we're... And in, the buckles stick Like, we out. went to Denver, we went okay. to Santa, but, like, th- we were actually there for a few days. Back then, it was a four-header, and, like, we win something on the first one, and then it was just a fun process. We went second that year to Speedy and, and uh, Dean Tufton. And then we came back the next year, and Jake gets a leg to win it. Like, it was always the one that was just right there. We almost got it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So when I finally got that buckle, like, man, I, that's my favorite one. I wear it all the time. Right. But then now I, I don't really know where it's at. I think it's in the living quarters trailer that my wife has. I think. Yeah. Still love it. And, I, and I'll wear it. The next, you know what I mean? I'll probably wear it. The next, but like the American buckle, same way. Like I'd have to think about where I, where, which belt it's on or where it's at because that's what happens, right? So we build it up so much in our mind that it's this big dragon to slay. When ultimately grace is more about moving forward, be 10% better tomorrow. Let's look at the results, you know? Observe them. Let's observe it more. Well, creating those like, Memories, creating good memories. Yeah. And, and, you know, meeting good people. That's what I love about rodeo. And that's yeah. what I was telling you. Like, rodeo has set me up in life just not financially, not like, man, I'm going to quit here. And, you know, you guys, I always joke that, like, you'll never see me again. And I'll have one heel horse. I'll have a set of golf clubs, a 72 Chevelle, and I'll be waiting tables at the Mexican restaurant in Salina, Oklahoma, Los Cocos, my favorite spot. Yeah. That's my, that's my dream of retirement right there. Right? Mm-hmm. That's my that's my measure I, I, of success. I can get behind this. You know what I'm I can, saying? I can like get when you can give me free queso and I get the tips, are you kidding me? I'm loving this. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like rodeo has set me up where that's automatically an option. Like I'm still gonna have to work when I get done, I'm sure. You know what I mean? I'm still gonna have cows and stuff that we look after and, and whatnot. But honestly, I wouldn't want it any other way. Because there's so much dumb stuff that happens in our ranch every day. You know, wake up one day, the bull's in the middle of a hay ring. Like, how are you gonna get him out? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if John Wayne and I have not gone to a pasture with a three iron packed in our saddle somewhere, like that hasn't, I mean, every time it happens. In fact, he's putting a flatbed on my truck right now at the ranch, and it's going to have a three iron holder because that's how we take ropes off stuff. You know what I mean? Because we cowboy it. Yep. But anyways, rodeo has set me up more of 
I've met the greatest people. You know what I'm saying? Like from here all the way to the Western Seaboard, we've never really gone east. So I got to say from here to the Western Seaboard, I got friends in every state, friends that call and check in on you. Those guys like my buddy Kevin Foraker, who I called up the other day, was like, hey, man, I need some help. Is there any chance you could go with me? Absolutely, man. Drops what he's doing, come with me. You right. know what I'm saying? Like people like that that'll get in your corner. And that's what rodeo's done for me. I think that's the, the that's what the sport really brings forward is great people. Absolutely. It shows all great the great people. ones. And like, you know, so back to your questions, this is what I'll do to you. You got to be careful. You got to kind of keep me round pinned. Well, back to your question. About it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big pin. It, it's a threaded conversation. I believe yeah. is what this is called. Well, the, you know, finishing the season, I've been in that situation a few times. So yeah. luckily if you're there enough and you screw it up enough, then, you know, it's, you know, no, you kind of lose. Not, you know because honestly, <laughs> it's like missing the first, missing one at the Thomas and Mac is almost, can be, like pressure relieving. It's like, okay, well, it can literally be no worse than this. This is the worst result is a no time, right? Yeah, and you know your options now. So it's like, okay. Yeah. All right. Because it's kind of like, uh, all right, I never had the COVID test ever. I never took a COVID test. I had no idea, right? No. The other day, I'd been down here in dusty arenas, not feeling, like, I was feeling fine. I sounded terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm getting older, so now, like, my allergies and stuff, like, everything. Yeah, everything. You know what I mean? My dad you. used to make fun of, make fun of stuff, like, you know, if you made like if you're like, oh, he's, oh, don't be making noise. It can't hurt that bad getting out of a chair, right? That would be my what my dad would say. And uh, now, like, you make noises every time you have a chair, right? And I'm like, Dad, what's up with that? And he's like, Son, it's 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 rough getting old, you know. It's part of it. And so, anyways, I'm sounding terrible, and I got to go do a school, and I've got you know some friends over there that we're gonna see that are, you know. And I'm like, man, the responsible thing to do would be take a test. Like, don't you know? I'm huge on that. Like, they be responsible. Some of my life's like, take a test, you know what I mean? And I'm like, all I've heard about is how the only way that they can find the vid is if they go to the back of your skull. But they've <laughs> got to start from the front, right? So I'm like, where are we starting? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know how we're stopping. But anyway, so take a little self-test. But it was like, as soon as I did the first one, I'm like, and I was like, okay, wasn't that bad? I'm like, all right, I can get my, it's fine. I'm still alive, right? Yeah. That's how missing one of the finals is. Like, that's just like, okay, that's the worst that can happen. <sighs> Let's see how far we can get. So that's, you know, when you get a lot of pressure on you, remember that the worst that can happen is no time, right? The worst that can happen is I spend my whole year and miss the finals. I've done that before. But when you miss the finals, it motivates you. Come over Odessa, you're ready, right? Like you're fired up and ready to go. Yeah. You go to the NFR and lay an egg, don't win a whole lot. Odessa looks a lot further from Pryor Creek. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'll just wait and go to Denver. Right. It hurts. You know what I'm saying? The, like the, it, the pain of it. Make the Super Bowl. Different. Make yeah. the Super Bowl and lay an egg. Well, you're not that motivated to get back to the Super Bowl. Makes sense? Or maybe you are. I mean, like, it can go both ways. But for me, it's like the most devastating years weren't missing the finals. That almost fired you up more. You know what I mean? Like, man, they ain't seen my best yet. I was on the bubble last year because I had a green head horse. Yeah. Right? I made some crucial mistakes. There, it seemed like all summer, you know, you'd go to those rodeos or two-headers, and we'd win the first round or win second the first round. Like, have a very easy path to victory here. You know what I mean? Like, be four, six on the second ones, be fine. And stub my toe. Do something stupid. You know what I mean? Like, the barrier gets my tail of my rope that knocks my loop down one time. Or, you know, just dumb little things like that would happen. Right. And it seemed like no big deal. You kind of laughed it off almost, right? Because you knew you didn't feel like it was going to keep happening. Yeah, like, oh, that can't keep up. And then it was like, oh, boy, look up. Man, like. It's getting time. Here we go. And yeah. then I tell you what was so cool about last year, and I give all the credit to Logan because he's a young kid. He's He had 5,000 more won than I did because he went to the uh, to the Dodge Finals and won quite a bit. Yeah. Well, he when we got to, to well, the last big week would have been like when they had Calgary at uh, Ellensburg, 
And we kind of needed to do good there to make sure we made the tour finale, right? Mm -hmm. And I think I lost my rope in the first one. I don't remember. Oh, I lost my rope in the first one at Ellensburg. And so I've messed up Ellensburg. I messed up the, the Calgary. We didn't do any good with the Calgary-Ellensburg deal. So it's kind of like crap. And then go, go all the way to Fowler, Idaho. And I, I'll never forget, Fowler, Idaho was the first one that when I came across there, things were moving slow again. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. I told myself, hey, just keep it slow. Let's have some fun. Just keep it slow. Have some fun. See what happens, you know? And I saw it. I waved it off, but I saw it for the first time. Like when stuff's moving slow and you're like, dang, I had, I had you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Left there and we got to go run our second one. At, uh, at Ellensburg for whatever, 2200 or something. It wasn't a big second day money. And uh, it was tough. It was real tough. And uh, I'll never forget because I was flying home. So I was excited about that. And it was. I told Logan, I said, hey, man, this is the beginning of it right here. Like, this is where it's new month. Like it's just rolled over to September 1st. I'm like, hey, that's where it all starts right here. Yeah, this and is our steer wasn't very good. He'd come out. He's supposed to come left. So I picked up on my shoulder and I nodded. I get my swing going and I hit the barrier rope, and all of a sudden, things are moving slow. I stick it on him. Man, he drills him. And from that day on, he did not miss or rope a leg. Right. right. Like the rest of the year. How much pressure is that? For a kid, for his – I mean, he's almost got – can I say kid? Heck, he's like 30, isn't he? He's getting pretty old. He might old. be like 33 now. Yeah, he's he's not that young. Yeah. I, well, in my mind, though, he's like 22. I'm so fortunate to get to rope with him. You know, that's what – honestly, he fires me up to – Yeah. To let you know, find better horses, find better, you know, be a better header, be a better partner. Like that's he's a, I mean, he's incredible. And one thing, you know, like you talked about, um, <laughs> he did not falter, right? You know what I mean? And I put him in some seriously weird situations. You know, Pendleton on the grass, rainy, terrible. You know, we don't know. We're talking about like obviously you don't want to have to enter Pendleton, you know, for the risk factor. And then it's like, well, I'm going to ride this horse. What are you going to ride? Next thing you know, we're on our best two, you know? <laughs> yeah. You guys are rolling. Like, I mean, it's, it's the, it's time. Yeah. You got to. And, uh, but anyways, like he, he doesn't ever falter. He, he ropes solid, gets me all the way through there, you know, right. And was willing to get on a jet and come down to the last rodeo if he had to, you know, if we, and he's roping with Hayes Smith the whole time. It was kind of funny because he's roping with Hayes Smith and they're doing good out there at Salinas, you know? So Hayes is a guy that he got with a me, we're all chasing push and, he, and he is yeah. like having moral dilemma. And he's like, man, I don't, I feel bad. I said, hey, you got to go do your job, period. That guy's trying to feed his family. You do your job like that. Yeah. Chips are going to fall where they're supposed to. And the last one, Hayes' horse kind of does something funny, leaving the box. And Hayes kind of gets kind of rocked down and off. You know what I mean? Does a heck of a job. Sorry, I kind of got I was getting rocked off. Yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. I was trying to really imitate it. And uh, <laughs> I called Logan. I'm like, hey, dude, I mean, roping a leg is way more subtle than pulling your partner off. Yeah. What were you doing? You know, joking with him. But, you know, he was that way at the BFI last year in, in Reno. You know, second I called back, our steer did not take it very good, and and, uh, and he missed him. And he wrote out, and he's like, man, sorry. He's like, i tell you what, I was wanting to win that one. I said, I was too. Thank you for taking that shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, but that, I think that's what good teams bounce like that. You know it, what I mean? And, and that's what helped us through the rest of the year was we made good runs. Like we made good runs. We re actually didn't deserve to be in that situation. You know what I mean? We would just have the dumbest stuff happen, but we would make good runs together. And that's where it started for us was at Walla Walla that week. My horse kind of upped the pin just a little bit. Like we talked about not changing the angle of the steer. And I changed it on him, and he almost pulled it off. Like he steer stepped on it with his right foot. And he's like, man, maybe we need to, you know, go a different approach on the way. And I said, no, 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 no. Let's just stick to the game plan. This has worked for us all year. My horse is going up the pin a little bit too much. I will get that corral. I don't know how long it's going to take me. And until then, you're going to have to maybe pull out the handy. But, you know. As long as you've got big shoulders and are willing to take that on. And I think that's what teams miss sometimes is it's not always going to be perfect, right? Yeah. Like, you're not always going to haze him right for me. 
Right, honestly, like you're not gonna. I got big shoulders. I should be able to shoulder that. When I have to start talking to my partner about where he needs to haze the steer in order for me to catch, or he has to tell me how to handle him so he catches, that's when it's time to cut each other. Right. Because we both have lost the confidence to do our job. Every time in any one of my partnerships that that discussion starts coming up, and, and it's not about mm-hmm. making the run faster. It's about here's how we're going to get a time because you've got to haze him here and, I, and, I, and I, you've got to handle him like this. That's when the that's when it's over. It's just not there, right? You know what I mean? Like that's when we've lost confidence in it. Yeah, because I'm gonna tell you right now, like that, we've healed worse. We've headed worse. You know what I mean? I've hooked him that's gone left further. I've hooked him off to the right further. You know what I mean? That one was on his belly when you healed him at Dodge City. Like what? No, you know what I mean? That's it doesn't magically appear. You yeah, know what I mean, we lose confidence. We're pretty capable of it. Right. Props to what you're doing. I think you do a great job. Obviously, you came up and did my rope in the NFR and the 918. Probably the most fun you can have for the cheapest ticket. But, uh, you know, you did a great job coming up there. But one thing about it, when you started this deal, your coverage of the rope and the way that you get to talk to the people, you know, and you have your coaches and all that. Like, I actually bought a membership to watch right. all those ropings. You know, you do that good of a job. So I'm not a guy that just wheels in Thank here you. and just like, hey, man, you know, like, no, I've been a fan of X Factor and what you've been doing for a while because it's been, you know, what, how many years have you been in business now? Like seven, probably? It's seven or eight. Because yeah, I remember yeah. the first time was like the Brock Crestor open. You were out there. Yeah, we had your camera. And, I mean, know. we were kind of videoing some That's slacks. I first remember Nikki, it, though, on a handheld camera, and it was. Do you um, love that, Nikki? My, my wife says I have the weirdest memory. I swear to God I do. Like, I remember the dumbest things. I can't remember the amendments that I'm going to have to have a test on here later. You yeah. know what I mean? With my college class, back to shout I'm sure out. they'll pop up. Ride Rangers ride. <laughs> but I'll remember the dumbest things. Like, I'm telling you. like, but And maybe they're not the dumbest. Maybe, maybe there's going to be a use for that one day. There will be. That's I'm, what I keep I, hoping. I am. It does come in handy, like in interviews or podcasts like this, when I can bring up a, a memory of like years back. Yep. Right. I like it. Like the time you came off the hill um, in in your truck and the brakes weren't working with Logan, you were going whoa, 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 whoa. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he that, told me that one on the way to Denver. That one uh, sucked. When, <laughs> I I literally was like, man, I, we we were um, we had just roped at Oakley, and uh, my man. We, I was staying at my uncle, my aunt's place. Um, oh yeah, because you're from out there. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I'm staying right there. I'm like, and my truck was not feeling that good when we were stopping. I'm like, yeah. And so I'm a little I, spongy. I called the Ford shop. I'm like, hey, can I get this truck in? I got to be out of there by the next day um, at, at, at some time to drive to to Cody. And we're like Cody, Red Lodge, Livingston, and then we got to drive to St. Paul. So it's like there's no stopping once we leave here. It's, it's the Ford. Over. Yeah, now we're rolling. And uh, and I think I make this pretty clear to them at the Ford dealership in in Morgan. Don't recommend you go there and get your truck fixed. I guess no, they're not all Bill Fick, huh? Yeah, they're not all Bill Fick. <laughs> um, but I that truck's there all day and maybe a day and a half. And they call me um, uh, and they're like, "Hey, we got the, you know we can get that part in. It's in Salt Lake." And uh, you bet. But uh, it's going to be till tomorrow. I'm like, well, we we got to go. Adios. Yeah. So we I'm like, hey, let's let's just try it. As it wasn't that bad. And then uh. About Livingston time, I am at that slack, and I'm like, man, I wish I had a different truck. Like, I I do not want to go over these mountains over here to, you know, it's a long ways to St. Paul from Livingston, Montana. It's like it's a nice little 16 hour probably, Mm -hmm. and we're we're slack the next morning. Like we get we maybe have an hour to spare, and uh, when we're going down, I don't know what mountain. I think it's up by Quarter Lane. it's a big one. Whatever I, it is, it's I, a big one. I get to the top and Mount I'm driving because I feel like I, I, you know, I, I, I this is, I, I don't want to be in this situation, but I probably want to be driving where it's my I probably truck. need to be the one behind the wheel. 
But I have my truck in the lowest gear, the Chevy. I got, you know, right at the top. <laughs> Logan and, said it just, <laughs> yep. And I am like, I am at one point, I remember standing on it in my quad kind of like, I'm not like standing on it, like, oh, casually, like I'm, I'm trying to keep it pretty casual, but I've got my foot all the way in the break. He and, said he woke up and it's just, whoa, 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 and, is what you're saying. And I got the, um. I got the trailer brakes, you know, where I'm squeezing them and I'm just hitting them, but I'm not trying to get them too hot because I can feel the trailer mm -hmm. brakes are getting hot. And, uh, you know, said a few prayers on the way down and a couple times and I tried to act like no big deal. And when we got to the bottom, I stopped at a gas station and trailer brakes yeah. are smoking. My truck brakes are pretty much shot. And uh, I think we drove another five or six hours and got to the rodeo, you know, yeah. rodeo on. in time for slack. Yeah, Scored we, good, too. You got to watch those mountains over there on that I, side of the world. I did turn them there. I was I, I did blow the bear out of the first saying. one. I, I remember sleeping on the concrete, like this piece of concrete over there at St. Paul and just being so tired. And I, I was it was a relief to just be But isn't be that funny? Like some of the those are some of the funnest memories and the ones we keep. You know, like one of the first years we took off. Hey, that wasn't fun. I don't want Right, but I mean like you <laughs> laugh about it now, you know. So like I have I have one coming yeah. over the Coeur d'Alene, that mountain over there. We had yeah. to pick up uh we picked Travis Graves up at the at, I'm gonna love telling this story. So right. it's 2007. Right. Uh, Barry Burke, I know you're ready for the rundown, but we're going to get the rundown on this because this is kind of a funny story. So Jake had, uh, we'd done no good at Piala for something, and he's in the into the trailer, and he's playing video game, right? And he's just laying on his couch, and and he's playing his video game. He's not visiting a whole lot with the rest of the crew, you know what I mean? Like he's, everybody, it's kind of that time of year, and it's early in the morning, so he's just in there, you know? Yeah. He's got his headphones on, he's video gaming. So me, Barry Burke, the calf roper from Ponca City, dear friend of mine, right? Like we're all in the bubble at the same time that year, I was seven. We're picking up Travis Graves at the airport. So we came around the Coeur d'Alene deal, and I don't remember why I didn't know that we were out of diesel. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I mean, I just didn't look at it. Like, it's one of those things I'm kind of almost eerie about. Like, I, you know, and, and we didn't have a big tank. Like, we didn't know what that is. Yeah. Right? So we're just small tank. And I'll never forget, we've picked TG up. TG is one of the quietest human beings <laughs> in the world. And honestly, He's one of the funniest. Like, yeah. Travis Graves is one of the funniest guys. He's, He's clever. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he is just hilarious. <laughs> well, anyway... So he's in the back seat and he's sitting right in the middle and it's me, it's Barry Burke and I'm driving and we're just rolling. And Jake had this new truck. He won the Dodge finals. And I mean, we got all kinds of buttons that we don't have before. Like we can change gears, you know, like we can gear down. There's yeah. a Jake Bray. I'm like, yeah, watch this Jake Bray boys. Tip it over the top. Two yeah. gears down, Jake Bray on. Just we're visiting, maybe playing a hand of cards. You know what I mean? I don't know what we're There's doing. There's a rodeo. There's we're just doing it. And all of a sudden it's like, the steering gets tight. Yeah. Like stupid tight. Like I can't turn it tight. Yeah. I'm like, what the world? And I kind of, now you break, you know what I mean? So now we're out of diesel. Well, the problem is, and this is when you meet that spot in life where you're like, you know, if you stop, you're not getting to the store. Right. But you know that if you don't start trying to stop, you might run over somebody. Right. And I never forget what, halfway down this mountain, it seems there's a cutoff to the right and it's a 90 degree turn and it had a median in the middle. Like, right. Like one traffic going this way, mm -hmm. one traffic coming this way. Yeah, you're starting to assess this maneuver. And so I'm like, oh, baby, and there's a diesel station. Like, it is right there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, mama, here we go, right? So we're just, and TG's sitting in the back seat, just eyes wide, and he's like, are we going to be okay? Are we doing all right? You know what I mean? And here's Barry Burke, and Barry Burke is screaming at all of the cars, we're out of diesel! We're out of diesel! 
windows up. I'm like, you're not doing any good. You know what I mean? Like, hey, can somebody help me at next thing? You know, TG's got his hand up there, right? Like, you know how when TG pushes steers, yeah. he always wears his gloves, right? So imagine him. Glo- he's not gloved up. That'd be kind of funny. But anyway, he's got a hold of the steering wheel. Barry's pulling on the steering wheel. And everything we can do to get it turned off. Like, he, I mean, He's helping you. Hey, he's yeah, hazing. So the only lane we're catching this whole time is going to be the lane coming at us. And there's three cars. Yeah. So now Barry Burke is really letting people know that we're out of diesel. Yeah. Mind you, no, not sticking his head out telling them, right? No, he ain't he ain't out there going, hey guys, you know what I mean? He's letting everyone know. No, no, the truck he's know. screaming inside the truck that we're out of diesel and like TG's we know, you know. <laughs> so, anyways, we finally we make the turn. Well, obviously the 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 car in front of us there that was coming at us, they're very they were using great defensive driving technique. Their life was saying? on the line. They did they were obviously yeah. smart. You yeah, know, they wanted like to kids live. out there when you start driving defensive driving techniques because there might be just three dumb cowboys on a truck that's out of diesel. So we wheel it off and the one coming at us. Now that we've cranked her to the right with everything we got, now we got to go back left. So here we go. <laughs> Group effort. And we get this thing turned back and I'll never forget. It makes it from about the distance from your door. Like we just barely clear in, you know what I mean? Like out yeah. of the road. But now we're like that far from the diesel pump. Right. And I'll never forget because we're all freaked out. We're all white as a ghost. Just, you know what I mean? It's probably, yeah. Even TG's quiet. That's how bad it was. Right? So, just, <laughs> so we go back. I'll never forget because like, we, got a, we got a gas can back there. It holds like two gallons. You know what I mean? Like one of the little ones. Yeah. So we're in there filling her up. And I, I kick open the door. I'll never forget because Jake Long. Okay. Like where, where's the camera going to be? Hey, feet up. Just headphones on. He just, What? <laughs> That's it. Like he, he just what? what? I'm like nothing. He's going to the store. You want a Twix or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you almost died. <laughs> you don't even know. Like you don't. You know what I mean? You. He was so invested in Madden at that point. He just looks at what? Yeah. He he was gaming. TG's like that was crazy. <laughs> crazy. You know what I mean? Like that. Was, that's that's probably uh yeah one of my the best TG voices that I yeah that yeah. one's pretty good right there. Repertoire. Yeah. Have a repertoire. What's your favorite one? Man, I don't know, but I would have to say the way Speed talks to me <laughs> about my legs not being fence posts and I need to quit pulling on those bridle reins. Like, right? Like, that's yeah. people, and I, I say his voice all the time, and <laughs> people laugh at it. But honestly, it's what I would watch every night. Like, right? Like, Steph would get tired of hearing Speed's voice put her to sleep at night. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I'd be watching videos, right? I'd be doing this or that. breaking it down. And then everybody's like, man, you do his voice so well. I'm never making fun of it. I'm telling you, I've just had my butt chewed by him for a long time. And yeah. when I say it, it's always coming from a place of endearment. Same way with TG. Like, you know, he's one of my best friends. So right. I can always catch him being like, just, oh, just bring the heat. You know? That, that's a great story. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I remember that mountain. I just, yeah. I just remember that mountain. I remember that. I remember that gas station. I remember that car. You know what I mean? And I remember Barry Burke screaming. And it's yeah. like, hey, we're aware. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, get on out there. You know what I mean? So let's, you know, I got, I got one more right quick before we get into this rundown. Because we, we got to talk about slowing it down. Okay. You know, when you slow it down mentally. Yes. Okay. Great I, talk. I want to know, like, hey, it's starting to slow it down. And, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah You're talking you, about in the run. Yeah, because okay. when people are struggling and they're pressing mm-hmm. and you want to do good, I feel like we, we've got this in us, right? Um, start to find the zone or that, that aspect of it. How do you slow it down? You know, for me, everything is so target-oriented, you know? If, I think a lot of times if we watch our eyes, 
right. focus on what they're doing. Jesse Stipe told me when we were kids how so many people make mistakes because they're not actually looking at what they're supposed to be looking at, right? And I remember thinking that that's dumb, but like, wow, it was so profound. I didn't appreciate it at the time. It's so simple. I mean, that was in high school. But it makes a lot right? of sense, yeah. And so to me, I know when I can see the target and I can see the way it leaves the shoot, like I remember making this observation when I first started heading. I think it's because I was so nervous and I had an extremely amazing horse. Right. right. Like he was the best horse probably I've ever been on to this day. Scored like none other. It was like playing the team open simulator game. Like even Jake Long was like, dude, I can score on that horse. Right. Yeah. And I remember being, I would just be so nervous that I would start breathing and I could hear myself breathe. And then pretty soon I could literally see the steer breathing. Right. And I'll never forget because I told Jake we were leaving Wheaton, Missouri, I think it was. Anyways, uh, I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, when I'm in the zone, and I did not miss the barrier, and I never broke the barrier. Like, I just waxed it out of there, and I, there was my shot, and I threw. Like, team roping was simple. Like, Adam Rose asked me one time what the start was, and I, not being a jerk, like, literally just this was my train of thought. I was like, well, it's depending on if you want a good start or a great start. Like, if you want a good start, just see point. If you want to see a great start, see the neck rope slide past just a little bit. Yeah. And then by that point, Adam Rose, if I think it's point, it, he's seeing flank. Right? And if yeah. he walks up and tells me he thinks it's point and I think it's point, one of us is definitely off because he always sees stuff about three foot further than I do. Right. And and we both get good starts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that is to say, not everybody sees it the same way. So don't let somebody else's seeing it mess yours up. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm a guy that sees it shorter than a lot of people. Right. You know, I think that comes from riding slow head horses that scored good that I got to <laughs> take off before everybody else. I don't know. But anyways. So when I'm seeing the target and I can see it leave, right? I can see it all the way through the run. And that's why I tell a lot of people, a lot of my students that, hey, have accountability, right? Yeah. When I missed, okay. First thing you want to do is you want to get mad. You want to throw something. You want to be like, golly, I'm terrible. This is stupid. You know, remember I used to be good at golf. Remember when I was good at golf? I used to be good at golf. Instead of that, pick yourself and say, okay, first of all, did I see the target when I threw it? I got this healing a lot because I was a guy that I wanted to see the right foot. Like I wanted to see where I put my rope down at. Like I needed to know where my loop needed to be on the ground at. And then pretty soon I'm just only seeing the right leg as I come to the turn. And then pretty soon I'm only roping the right leg. And I'd get mad. And I'll never forget. I was like, well, I shouldn't be mad because I'm literally catching exactly what I see. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> so for me, if I can see the buckle of the steer, then that gives me both horns and I can catch it. Right. You see where I'm going with that? Point of focus. So if I can keep my eyes on it the whole time throughout the run, and just like I tell those students, what did you see when you threw? Because a lot of times they're going to tell you, well, I'm supposed to be, or, well, I was, uh, I think I was looking, and what I've learned is, well, I was, or I'm supposed to be, rarely meet up at what they actually looked at. Sure. You know what I mean? So if I can be real with myself and tell them, just keep it slow, see the target, see it through there, you know, pick a chance on it then. Yeah. At least give myself that amount of recognition then all of a sudden things start slowing down. It's when I'm back in the box and I'm thinking, oh, well, okay, please, for the love of God, quit pulling on your horse when you leave here to get out of the barrier. You know what I mean? Like, can we get one rodeo where I take off and I'm actually kicking because I'm confident that I'm actually get out of the barrier? Fort Worth the other night, prime example, prime example, night one, wild card round, they're only taking two spots back. I have a runner. They cut him off the finals hurt. He tries so hard. I actually ran him in the run through. <clears throat> and uh, I told Jake Long, I said, hey, Set the pace because he's right in front of me. I said, you go set the pace, and then I'll beat you, and then nobody else will move us. <laughs> Simple deal. He goes deal. four or five. I was like, come on. It's just. Simple deal. It's Wednesday. It's going to snow. Let's hurry. You know what I mean? I got class. <laughs> we got stuff to do. Let's go. This is what the deal is. Come on. So anyways, we, uh, he goes four or five. They make a great run. Yeah. Right? Well, I know I've got a runner. So scoring now all of a sudden has gotten simple for me because I know I better blast it out of here. We're not going to have a chance, right? Well, all of a sudden, 
I see the steer. I take off. I ride my horse well. I jackpot him out in the middle of the arena. Boom, we go 3-8. Like in my face, you know what I mean? I even give it a like, whoa. Yeah. Because it shocked me how fast we were. Right. Not that like, wow. You know what I mean? It was just that like the run was so smooth and we had done everything that we had practiced to the point that, boom, You're there's like, a result. You know what I mean? So then fast forward, 24 hours later, like you leave there thinking, who wants it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even remember how to spell Driggers' last name. You know what I'm saying? Like, they haven't even etched it on the gold buckle yet from last year. I'm already taking it off of this one this year. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants it? Fast forward 24 hours. Round two. Or the the semifinal round. Huge steer. $4,000 steer. He pays more in Fort Worth against eight guys than it did in Rapid City, South Dakota. You're going to drive 16 hours through terrible weather to go rope against a bunch of guys. Or I can rope against these eight guys over here in the semifinal. Yep. Well, now all of a sudden, I watch the video of the steer. I'm like, oh boy. It kind of takes that weird first step. It's a little bit slower. Man, I better not go with point. I better start. I better not go with neck. I better get him full point. Better go ahead and miss the barrier. And Jake Clay even sent me the video and he even told me, he said, don't miss the barrier. <laughs> like, that's a terrible idea, you know? Yeah. But man, I really don't need to be doing that. I need to really take my time, do that. You know what I mean? Now I'm formulating a game plan on the video that I just saw. Does that make sense? So when I said a while ago, rope the steer that's in the shoot. Like, he leaves sharper than I anticipate, and I'll never forget because I kind of give me a little rock from old Tiesman. And when I dropped, like, I saw, like, I saw how hard the steer left the shoot. Like, I was, my eye was focused. But then when I left my hand down and I felt late, it's like my eyes dropped automatically from the target to the barrier to see how late I was. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So then it's like, oh, and it's like all of a sudden, you know, that's a blur, and this is clear. Where before, that was clear, this is a blur. So now he's a blur. I get out. Well, I mean, I've got one, two, here we go, shampoo. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of just now trying to pull it in focus. If if I'm real with myself, like this is embarrassing stuff to say. Yeah. To say that, well, I wasn't really looking at the cow when I threw it at him, right? That's embarrassing stuff to say, but that's honest stuff to say. Because then it was like, no, I wasn't locked on my target when I cut it loose. I knew where he's at. And then when I you see me get a weird half head, 90% of the time I, I haven't really seen the target because I'm throwing it. I like to call it, I'm trying to heal the head. As Joe B so eloquently says, calling it heading the heels. And if Joe B listens to this, that is not a compliment. It's, That's not really a compliment, like to a healer. Like you tell a healer he headed the feet, he's gonna be like, Well, what do you what no. do you what do you mean? That's not how Paul Eves does it. You know what I mean? Like Paul Eves doesn't head the feet. Are you kidding me? I want that big, pretty, like setting there mm-hmm. loop. I don't want, you know. But anyway, so I'll give it the old wrist flip and I'm going to, because in my mind, I swear, this is my justification for it. It's like I try to throw a trap out there and hopefully he runs in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I, I feel it come off my hand like that. And I was like, no, okay, at least it's going half head. Yeah. And then it slid off the right horn, boom, nose. And I mean, when I got to the back end, I was so mad because I didn't lose because the steer was better than me. I didn't lose because I wasn't good enough. I lost because right up here, the six inches between my ears, I was, I was still running the steer that they'd sent me the video on. You see what I'm saying? I wasn't in the moment. I wasn't keeping it slow. And I wasn't allowing myself to, to react to what that steer showed me. Right. That's the point. That's how you slow it down. You get your eyes on the target. You challenge yourself to keep them there the whole run. And be real. Be real with yourself. Like, don't. Because nobody needs to be more accountable to yourself than yourself. You see what I'm saying? Like, how can I get on to my little bit girl for not listening to me if I won't listen to me? Yeah. That's huge. 